Welcome to the Bottom Shelf Leadership Podcast, a ministry of Lindsay Lane Baptist Church, where we sit down with small town leaders who are making big time impact. Hey, and welcome in to the Bottom Shelf Leadership Podcast. I am Heath Haney, the pastor of Lindsay Lane's East Campus, joined as always by Alan Ostrisky, pastor of our North Campus, and Andy John King, lead pastor and pastor of our main campus here. As I always ask, what's up, guys? I feel like the the question of what's up, guys, I'm never prepared for, even though yeah, it's the yeah. easiest question that you ask. I'm like, you know what's up because we've already sat in here for like 20 yeah, or 30 yeah, minutes. Yeah. I was literally thinking the exact same thing. <laughs> and, and it never dawns on me, hey, I need to have something ready to go at a moment's notice. Yeah. So I think it's a perfect time for us to turn the tables on Heath and ask him what's going on with him. What's up, Heath? Uh, just recording a podcast. Thanks for asking. Hey, um, so we're going to – I feel like if you were taking a podcast <laughs> class on how to do podcasts, they would be like – or what you don't want to do is you don't want to lead off with, hey, guys, what's up? Yeah, it's, And it's, things like that. It's a uh, – yeah. It's a good point. Yeah. You know, we have no, we have no training. Down. Yeah. We have no training. So, man, today on the podcast we just wanted to kind of recap, talk about where we've been. Uh, and so, man, we just wanted to uh, – to, you remember where this whole thing started? Uh, the very first guest we brought in, Mr. Mayor uh, Ronnie Marks. And, uh, again, we had never used all four of the podcasting mics. We had no idea how it was going to go. Um, so we chose our first podcast, not knowing anything of what to do to bring in the mayor of our town. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> smart. Uh, yeah. Most people would have started small. Um, yeah. We've been we have been just as prudent with all the choices since then. As yes, well. yes, that's right. And I think uh, yeah, what I remember about um, Mayor Ronnie uh, is him. I remember him talking about just his jobs and like all the different stuff he had done. Like, which I don't remember how old he was from the podcast. I can't remember. I thought like he told us that. But like just the, the the jobs he'd had were pretty impressive. All that stuff in the school system and stuff that was pretty neat. Yeah, because he had um, been in the military, the school system, yeah. social work. I think he did some yeah, social yeah, work. Yeah. All this stuff. I remember him talking about um, being in the military and how they like promoted him up, <laughs> but he he hated it because he he he's like I'm not going to tell him to dig a ditch without being in a ditch with him. Right. And him talking right. about that and stuff. <laughs> so I was I thought that was pretty cool and. Uh, I feel like probably he's carried that over into his leadership now. Um, And I love that perspective. We're all young guys, too, you know. And so, man, the generation, the wisdom of the generation that's gone before is so vital for us. You know, that's what I think, you know, one of the things that he he talked about was that youth commission and how investing in teenagers, investing in other uh, people that are going to carry that baton on. I mean, that's what legacy is made out of, is built of, is, is, you know, passing the baton, doing something that outlives yourself. I don't think he. I don't think he was thinking about legacy. Even though he he described to us, he's he's late in his administration or, or yeah. late in his career. But um, you know that even like you said, is we're relatively young, I guess. But that's something that even now that I, I give a lot of thought to is you know the who is you the, the question of of who are we developing or who are we sending out who can do what we do and um, you know really. Looking for that, but also trusting the Lord to bring that in if you're ready so that we can develop other people um, and multiply leaders. Yeah, I think that's probably, I don't know, I can't think of an area of leadership that I'm weaker at than reproducing more leaders. You know, yeah. we like to take the leaders. We, we get excited when leaders come into the church, not, that's you right. know, producing them ourselves. And yeah. and so that's a there's a lot to learn there for sure. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that. Like you said, that was impressive uh, for him to be towards the tail end and 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 not coasting, yeah. but still investing in those leaders, man. And 
if that can be said of me when I'm when I'm his age as a leader, I, I'll take it. That's right. Well, and it shows um, you care too. Like yeah. it shows you it shows you care. It's it's not just about you. It's not the paycheck. You know, it's yeah. It's not the paycheck, and it's not you know the fame or the whatever you know it is that gets us up in the morning. But it's you know you legitimately care about an organization that you're willing to make sure the longevity of right, yeah. beyond your life. Yeah. And I think, you know, we rolled from there. Uh, the second podcast that released was uh, 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 Coach Bird, Vincent. And, uh, man, she uh, she was fired up from the time she came in, I felt like. Like, I remember when she first sat down, she was a little bit, stand, like, a little bit uncomfortable behind the mic, you could tell. It was a little bit, but she jumped in pretty quick. Uh, once we started talking basketball with her, and uh, started throwing around those stats. I remember you reading off the, all the stats yeah. and the accolades that she had had. Longest just, just resume a, we've read. Just a play. Just as a player, you yeah. know. And then not even getting into the coaching, which was impressive too. Uh, but yeah, I, I loved our time with her. And uh, I didn't realize when we had brought her in how. I mean, she'd only been on the job a month and a half or two. Right. I mean, it was really, really recent. And um, and what what stuck out to you about our conversation with uh, with coach? She she's constantly in a state with with coaching for sure because you know again she's the new head coach of a junior college basketball team in our community and uh she's kind of in this constant state of of salesmanship you know in a way and we talked a lot about buy-in right she is she is constantly working to uh to get people to buy into the core values get people to buy into the direction that they're headed and uh even the community to come and and see the teams i've been keeping up with them they are winning some and um I mean, they're doing a great job in her first year, but I know that state championship team that she had, she went back and said, I think the biggest or one of the biggest things that was part of uh, the success was was everybody was bought in. And that is a an ongoing work for sure within any organization. And I think, I think too, you know, we, we, she talked about freshness. And, and I think when you, when you pair those two together, I think you can get buy-in initially – and a lot of people, uh, you know, we're seeing that in church and church plant setting that we, all three of us, you know, have yeah. church planting in our, in our background. And uh, the people that got you to where you're at, got you to where they're at, they're not, they're not going to get you further, you know, unless you're training up others. And, and so that, that freshness of continuing to keep that vision in front of them, keeping them hungry, you know, and I think for her, now I know they got the one and one and one and done stuff going on in college sports now. But like Calhoun, you got two years, not four, and, That's right. or whatever. That's what I was thinking about, right? And so the turnover's quick. And so if you're gonna if you're gonna cast a vision and get people bought in one year, you better be able to do it the next year, and certainly by the second year because you got a That's whole right. new crop of folks. Because um, I don't know if there's a if there's a leadership lesson that churches stink at or are guilty of the more of betraying, I guess. Is getting leaders in place and riding it out. Mm. You know what I mean? Like just I don't know. We got leaders. We don't have to, we don't have to invest any. We don't need to call up any more leaders. We've got them. Yeah. And then uh, and then they burn out and they get tired. And I mean I think we've all experienced that in our leadership. And uh, almost like a, a need for a depth chart. Yeah, you know? yeah. Not not necessarily to rank people of, uh, but but to to build up your your base. Um, and to continue to do that based upon what you value. Yeah. That next man up mentality. I mean, we all know when you're, our favorite ball player goes down, we know, we, we hear the, the speak, but those, those guys believe it. Those athletes believe it. Like yeah. it's next man up, you know, this is, this is my time, you know, to shine. And, you know, we do, we, we, we typically coast. I, I've been a part of multiple organizations, not just the church where people will come to me and say, well, Hey, I want to be a part of this because, 
they didn't have a spot for me over here. And I think, well, yeah, boy, howdy, that'd be nice, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, but that's the that that's that mentality of I've got this spot filled. That box is checked. Not how do I continue that on? That's right. Yeah, uh, it was a great conversation, and uh, we do hope that Lady Warhawks keep on uh, getting better, and, and I know she'll settle in there and continue to, uh, to hopefully be good for a really long time there at Calhoun. And uh, the third conversation we had uh, was with uh, a guy I had actually never met before, uh, Chuck Robinson. I know you guys have known him for years and years, but kind of being new to the Lindsay Lane family. Um, I'd had work done by All-Star Plumbers, but I didn't know who Chuck was. I'd never met him before. And uh, so, man, tell what about what what stood out about Chuck? Our conversation with him. I would just say, man, servant leadership. Like you, I, I never knew Chuck before he was, you know, the CEO of All Star. Now I will say, or whatever his his official t- designation was, um, but I, I will say, like, I can't imagine him any different than, you know, as the years have gone by. I can't imagine him changing with that yeah. that title and so just being a, a servant leader you know i think he said I, we're the, i'm the best skid steer driver we've got yeah you know and so yeah. you know that that to me speaks volumes i mean somebody that you want to be in a foxhole with as a leader you know who, who are people going to want to follow they don't want to follow the guy that's taking just as much fire as they are yeah. um and so and that was really really encouraging he's just every time i talk to him man he's the same guy every time and nothing about power, nothing, nothing like power, you know, changes people. I feel like, you know, power corrupts absolutely. Right. And so absolute power. And I just didn't see that with him. It's so refreshing uh, and something that I've guarded my own heart against. Yeah. He, he works really hard. I think we, we all see that too. And, um, and that's the leadership principle in itself, but he also is very forward thinking. You know, I remember him talking about what, what's next and, yeah. Um, they're adding on sort of a training ground for their That's people right. and that others could use as well. And um, that means that he's had time to to think about, to pray about, to, you know, do visioneering about what to do next, what what could po- what could possibly be for uh, for their company and to include more people. And uh, that's because, again, we he could coast. They're doing really well. They, they yeah. could just, you know, do what they do and ride that out. Uh, but you know, there's still that desire within him to do something uh, better or to do something, uh, do something else that's just as good. Yeah. And the collective good, you know, like he, like, hey, I remember him saying, making a point, like, hey, if other businesses want to use this, like, this would be a great resource. We'd love to make this available, you know, for everybody. Uh, sometimes we can get really focused on our own kingdom and what's in front of us, and and miss the fact that we are not going to lead everybody. Like, I don't care how big of a leader you, you become, how high you climb, you're never going to lead everybody. And so recognizing the legitimacy of, of, of others and partnering together to accomplish more than, than you could accomplish on, on your own, um, you know, that, that, that speaks volumes to his, his character, I feel like. I remember prayer, uh, him talking about prayer a lot, because I can remember the first time he brought it up. Oh, he's talking about hiring people. Yeah. He said, anytime we, anytime we need to hire somebody, I just pray about it. And I remember thinking, well, that's simple. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and even somebody even asked somebody to listen to the podcast for me. Say, hey, this Chuck guy was he legit? Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, was he was he sincere? Because right. like it seems like everything is spiritual to him. And I said, I looked in the man's eyes as he was telling it. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly how he functions. Like he he trusts the Lord with every ounce of his business. I think. Like I don't think it, any of it was. 
him just trying to sound right. spiritual. Like, I think that's really how he exists. That's really that, cool. that really is his story, too. <laughs> and and for those of us that have known him a long time, um, you know, that I think sometimes when people are around pastors, for whatever reason, they, they feel like they have to talk spiritual things <laughs> yeah, yeah. or, you know, it's it can be awkward or whatever. But that, that really is who he that's is. Right, like, yeah. I, I would – if he would have not – given that testimony and told us about that, I would have been like, you're leaving the main thing out <laughs> yeah. because this is what I know about you already. Yeah, yeah. Right? And it's true. It's true. Like yeah. we do overcomplicate it, but God has reinforced time and time again in my life before leadership and in, in this position, if we seek him, God will give us exactly what we need exactly when it needed. It won't be in our timing always. Usually it's not right. Yeah, yeah. So it makes it his timing, right? But but he'll give us exactly what we need, exactly what we need it if we trust him to provide those things. And I've heard I've heard leaders, you know, Christian leaders even kind of talk about having to keep separate the business side of things yeah. and from the spiritual almost. But do they right, wrong, or indifferent? He ain't doing that. Yeah, that's <laughs> They're right. all intermixed together. Exactly. Right. And he's leading it just how a Christian would spirit filled. And I, I was really impressed just to hear Chuck and and I think uh the one thing that stuck out to me for sure about Chuck when I was listening to him talk about how he still goes out on – he's still a skid steer driver and all that. Just – I mean, I think his story, if I remember right, was that he didn't always do that. Like he was in the office. He was trying to do all those things. Remember he was, he was talking about you know, do payroll and all that stuff, and he hated it. And he was fixing out to quit. And then he realized, I need to do what I'm good at. Yeah. you know. And, and I think we have that conversation a lot when we're onboarding leaders – and this is kind of a new idea for us as a staff at East, the first question we have to ask is, is this person a leader or are they a doer? Mm. I mean, does this person want to lead people or do they just want to do tasks? And both of those are okay. And both of those are yeah. okay, yeah, because I don't I don't want to put somebody who wants to work and get their hands dirty over people managing and, yeah. and because sometimes, and sometimes you can do both like Chuck's figured out. Right. But I think as a leader, you know, that's, that's one that sometimes – if you want to get your hands dirty, you don't always get to. Like, we need you to lead a team or we need you to lead, you know, a ministry or something like that, and you may be working behind the scenes and not, you know, day-to-day stuff. And uh, But that's something that we've been learning at East and, and trying to figure out, and a lot of that came from, you know, our conversation with Chuck. So uh, the fourth – yeah, the fourth – yeah, that's right. fourth uh, interview that we had um, was with uh, Kenny, uh, Pastor Kenny Brinkley. And, uh, man, that was – I feel like it was well-timed for us, especially because, I mean, we talked a lot about ministry. We talked about pastoring. Um, Kenny was coming off or was right in the middle of a sabbatical. Yeah. Is that right? Like yeah. he, he was finishing up uh, kind of a sub, uh, I don't remember how many, how long of a period of time, a month. Maybe. Yeah, it was like a month, I think. A month uh, sabbatical. Um, and I know, and so if you're listening to this and you listen to that, you're like, ah, it was a lot about pastoring. Um, and maybe it was, but I, I do think there was a lot of leadership principles there. And so what did you guys walk away from that? conversation oh you know we talked a lot about rest and um and one of the things we've all got that figured out so that was the most boring part of the right (laughs) but uh you know he even said himself that that he's learned you know to get to that place to where he's he's okay with taking it and how important it is um he's all we we talked about the joke of being on the golf course and and he mentioned you know for a lot of times if you care about what you're doing even if you go to the golf course whatever you care about what's ever on your mind is is with you the entire time, yeah. And so the, um, you know, not, he not told that just story the, about Moses. Was my favorite little one liner he had. He said, "God called Moses up the mountain. I think not just to get away from people, or not just to be with the Lord, but to get away from people for a minute." Yeah. And he said, 
And if I love it, he said, and if he played 18 holes while he was on the side of the mountain, <laughs> what did they care? When he came off the mountain, he preached the word. Right. And I was like, that's good. Yeah, it <laughs> is good. It's true. That I mean, I'm. Uh, I was telling our staff this the other day to, to build in rest and to build in rest. And that's something I do with to build in rest. Doesn't mean I'm building in laziness. That's right. It means I'm building in time to, to think and to be still before God. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I think I'm better on Sunday mornings when Monday through Friday is, is not uh constant. And there is times where I can be quiet before the Lord and I can think and, and um, pray and, uh, just be re- refreshed so that there is something fresh to deliver uh, from the pulpit. Yeah, that, That's interesting you say that because it, I would say there is certainly a, a difference when God-ordained rest and laziness. Man, if I'm lazy, and then there's periods of time where we, we veg out, you know, I'm sitting on my phone or taking longer than I need to, you know, there, there's there's times that we check out. And most of those times of laziness, I leave more stressed out because of the stuff that didn't get accomplished and yeah. because of my lack of industry than, than, yeah. than I ever did when I started. But rest is rejuvenating. Rest leaves us in a better place than we were before. And so I, I do think sometimes we, we call rest what is, what is truly our, our laziness um, because there's not a purpose behind it. I, I still, I still think there's a purpose behind rest. And when there's a purpose, that's that's different. There's there's no purpose in going down the black hole of Facebook for you know 45 yeah. minutes. But there's there's purpose yeah. in rest as as God would define it, and we just have to make it a priority. Well, that was a question I was fixing to ask you. Kind of answer what's the difference? Like how do you how do you distinguish that? And and that was one of the things I thought about was purpose. And I also thought about planned. You know what I mean? Like oftentimes, like, hey, I'm going to rest on this day. It's not so, It's not usually something that just falls in our lap. Like we have to kind of work towards it and plan for it and put it on the calendar. And and um, to me, that's that's the most restful times I've had anyway. And I, th- I think, too, one of the things points that he brought out that I thought was good was, you know, you can't listen to everybody, right? That, that'll that'll – you want to talk about not feeling restful. You want to talk about yeah. feeling run down. You can't listen to everybody. But to be strategic about those people that you do listen to, um, whether they're above you or they're beside you or even un- under you in a, in a certain you know capacity of leadership, uh, being able to listen to those people uh, that are just for you, uh, because you're you've we've always got to be a learner. I think as a leader, you know, someone said it, you know sometimes the most isolating place to be is at the top, right? Because nobody's nobody's you're the one that everybody expects to speak into them and nobody's there to speak to you who, who pastors the pastor i think is the question Andy john that you've said before and, yeah, that's right. uh and so you know who is it that is that we are willing to learn from who are we who are we willing not to have all the answers in front of yeah. you know and and do we have those people in our life that we can trust that we love that love us um, you know, that we're able to listen to because that that's huge. And, uh, you know, we, we see the value of things like a respite that he's, that, that, that Kenny was on, but he didn't arrive at that on his own. He had people that loved him, that cared about him, that cared about his longevity and ministry that, that pointed in that direction. We need to have that too. Yeah. The, I always think too, the, the people speaking into your life are, are for you and also for the people that you influence. Um, you know, like, the, the ones that I love to listen to about uh, or to give counsel, you know, to me is those that not only value 
me as a friend or family member, but also those that value our church. You know, they, they are thinking about their church when they are thinking about their counsel to me, uh, for sure. Man, it's uh, the, the podcast conversations we've had have been really, really incredible. And uh, uh, we've, we're in talks with some folks for the new year, and we can't wait to, uh, to share those conversations with you. Um, as they get closer and as we uh, get those plans done. But to, uh, to kind of wrap up last year and also start looking towards the new year, um, and what are some of the, just for us here, don't have to be from the podcast, but uh, what are some of the those leadership principles that have just stuck with you? you know, there's some stuff that we hear, and like maybe it means something to us in the moment. Maybe we jot it down in a notebook at one time, but we forget about it. But what are some of those things that have really stuck with you over the years? Um, uh, axioms. Uh, to use Alan's word from our from uh, from our conversation, define, really define axioms. I really think that's a, a correct application. I think of it that is. Word. I think it is. Sounds I think right. it is. I couldn't tell you one way or the other. Yeah. <laughs> so who wants to start? Not everybody at one time though. I, I'll go. I, I remember uh, I was at a, a conference earlier earlier in the year, and um, the pastor that was leading it was talking about his uh, calling and he, he was just introducing himself and he said, uh, I thank the Lord and I thank the Lord for calling me. And when he said calling me, I thought uh, what I thought was about to happen was he was about to say, I thank God for calling me to ministry. I thank God for calling me to pastor or, you know, to preach the word. And, uh, he said, I thank God he's called me first to himself. And for whatever reason, like that just hit me right between the eyes And uh, I've I've not left that the entire year just because uh, that is primary. You know we are we are called to serve our King, and um, and out of that is is our ministry. You know, and um, that's a note that I took down that I could. It's one of those times in my life where I, I believe the Lord needed to me to hear that, and uh, that I'm not just doing a job, but uh, I'm I'm serving uh, my Master, and as a part of a. I do. In that same vein, uh, you know, sometimes we can confuse our job, our our vocation with our calling. Like we can confuse our job and what we do to make a living. And and so this was actually at a uh, at a North American Mission Board uh, training event. But uh, Pat Hood, pastor of Life Point Church, he said, "My job as a pastor is not to lead the community to Jesus." And you stop there and you think. Hang on now, you know, yeah, like yeah. everybody, everybody, you know, everybody serves. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. But he says, my job as pastor is to train and equip others to lead the community to Jesus. That's right. But he doesn't end there either. He says, it's my job as a believer to lead the community to Jesus. Yeah, oh, that's good. And so, and so, recognizing the distinction, right? So, so yeah, our job is unique as pastors. Your job may be unique as as leader in whatever context you're in to accomplish this task. Ours happens to be training and equipping others for the work of ministry, right? Ephesians. And, and so if we're doing that, then, then we are accomplishing, you know, the task that God has given us. But what is not unique to us is the very real task that he has given all of us. And the fact is we are all missionaries. You know, there's, there may only be one pastor of Lindsay Lane North or one pastor at Lindsay Lane East or Maine or what, you know, but but it's my calling as a follower. I have the same calling that my people do in that I, I, God has called me to be light and salt um, in, the, in the community that I live in. So that was, that was a really interesting and important distinction for me. Yeah. yeah. Well, and the, I think there's a misconception, too, that 
the the roles that we play. And again, on this podcast, we don't always talk about ministry. You know, it's leadership, and what, but what we do all day is ministry. That's what we do. And there's a misconception that, uh, or, or maybe there's a question out there. Well, how'd y'all get that job? Well, we we got saved, and then we started serving the Lord, and then uh, you know, out of that, God called us to ministry. So, you know, the the teaching that we do now, that's what we used to do, just like volunteers do in different roles. And and uh, we we used to. I remember there's I was part of a bus ministry at one of the first churches I served and. I just did that because they needed someone and I had the time to do it and we met a need. Like that's, I don't, we, I, and it's important for us to go back to those things, you know, to remember that we didn't do that for what we could get out of it. And somebody, you know, is there a stipend in it or anything like that? Yeah. We did that because there was, you know, God called us to, to help and uh, for his glory. And I, I think it's true. Like I would be doing what I'm doing now, whether I was paid to do it or not. Like compelled, it's, right? It's yeah, yeah. It's, it's a calling, and and so if I am, if it ever becomes about the paycheck, man, I have I have really missed my calling. And and by the way, that that goes for if you're standing in front of people preaching and delivering every Sunday, or you're slinging pipes, or you're yeah. running a, a a mayoral office, or you're coaching women's basketball. I mean. The, all it, it, it's all encompassing, no. right? And I think C.S. Lewis talks about you know every seeing every place that we are in is a divine vocation, not a job, but a divine vocation. This no. is a divine calling. He's placed me here. There's a purpose behind it. You know how do I how do I leverage that for kingdom purpose? That's right. And I think the uh, you know if you wait if you if you're Waiting on a position to be able to use your gifts, you've you've misunderstood spiritual gifts. I think you know, yeah. um, if you've been called to pastor, don't or to shepherd, like don't wait on a church. Yeah. Go shepherd, like go serve people, go minister, go equip the saints. Like you don't have to wait on a church. Like they can anyway. Um, yeah, God, well, God is a stewardship God. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, you know, the if you're faithful in the small things, that's when the increase will come with more, and that. Uh, I think for anybody that would be, um, you know, God saved them and now they're learning and they're ready to step into a position and take it on. For anybody that would be like, no, not that position. I want this position. I'd be like, well, hold up. That's not really how it works. You know what I mean? Yes, freely given by God to us should be freely given to others. Yeah. Like without stipulation, without, you know, what we get, what compensation we get for it. Is that C.S. Lewis too? No, I don't. I don't even remember who that was. was I think it was a mentor of mine. Was that? that, uh, I think it was Roy Hill from First Baptist at Sigma back in the day, man, in college. I thought it was that guy that gets freely given. The guy that was in your uh, leadership small group, John Maxwell. Oh yeah, that guy that I've been teaching. (laughs) I've been training up for some time now. (laughs) I felt bad too because you gave the you gave credit to the one that said your buddy Gray is the one that said he called me first to himself. uh, The pastor in Birmingham, and I thought I'd just. Give that credit Give to credit him. Credit where it's due. Hey, I got one more. I got a practical one. Okay. This is truly just because I I, I had learned to do this, but um, asking the question, "What is your recommendation?" That question for me has meant a ton because there's a tendency for people to bring it to you, hoping that you, you know, like what they're doing, or they haven't they have an idea, but they don't know what you think about it. But I, I'm I'm not paid to think about what you're supposed to think about. You know that that I, I can, but if I can, and I do, then what do we need you for? 
you know, right. that, so so it really but it also that that question um i want an answer from our folks that work here because that is not only their job but they work for us and we trust them i i want them to give me that recommendation because they thought about it from every different angle longer than i have um and we want to empower people to make decisions even if those decisions are you know can be vetoed or whatever we want them to uh to answer uh, that question of what is your recommendation because if they don't bring a recommendation then it adds more to the plate of the person you're asking to think about it when they've asked you to think about it first yeah, yeah. so that that question i use a lot y'all know that but i use it a lot because uh you've obviously heard thought it about it yeah, heard just, it tell, tell me what your recommendation is and then we can discuss it. well one it's wisdom because that person has already immersed themselves in it to a level that you probably have not yet already. And two, it's empowering. Like, oh, this person trusts me to make a call on the decision. And there's times that you you can't. There's times that you've, you know, trust. But I think if you've built that trust, that that culture, the no comes a lot easier when they realize, hey, this is, you know, this is somebody that truly values that and expects that of me. I actually enjoy it when we sit down and I'm in a one-on-one meeting or something like that and we get started into what we're actually discussing and uh, someone says, they lead off with, I recommend we, and they use that word because I know they know I'm going to ask it. They cut you their know? eyes at you, too. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I recommend. Did you catch that? <laughs> well, and I, so for me, the uh, the most recent uh, thing, I'll just share that, actually the most recent one. We talked about this as a staff uh, last week. Um, it's just – you know, I think I think all of us have talked about this maybe on the podcast before of the difficulty of giving things away um, and just trying to figure out what do we give away and what do we not. And um, and it wasn't necessarily from one place, but just kind of studying and, and a few different leadership guys trying to think through how do how do we decide what what's good to give away and what's not. And um, three words uh, that we're going to start focusing on is first off, would it be more efficient if I gave it away? Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second one, uh, would it be more effective? So efficiency dealing with time or, or cons- conciseness. Um, and then the second one, uh, whatever I just said. Effective. Effective. Would it be yeah. more effective if I gave it away? And then the last one, would it be more empowering if I gave it away? And I'm just trying to weigh those three things because sometimes there's there's things that, you know, and we, we talked about some as a staff. I mean, just trying to give away uh, some things that we do from the stage during our worship time. Right. Uh, using volunteers for more things. Um, and so we weighed out. Is it be more effective? Is it more efficient? And it, would it be empowering? And uh, so anyway, for us, that's something that I think is going to be helpful going into 2023 um, as we've got a list of things that we do as a staff, um, especially our full-time staff that are there every day, me and Kenny, um, things that we need to give away. Yeah. You know what I mean? Things that we're doing on a weekly, daily basis sometimes that, that there's no reason we are. And so just but, wrestle with that. But I love that metric because otherwise what I tend to do is I, I tend to delegate what I don't want to do. Yeah, Instead right. of and maybe something I need to drive, right? Yeah, well, yeah. I've 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 in one specific instance right now that comes to my mind that I let someone drive something that I needed to drive, yeah. but it's because I didn't want to drive it. And, and so if you got that metric, I could have answered all three of those questions where I needed to drive that. It's not always you know delegation is not always about handing away, but sometimes it's about making sure that you have time for what's most important, right. what you can say yes to, and and maybe that's. Not your preference, but it's definitely where you need to be. So that's a, I like that's jam up. What is what is is it? Is it more efficient? Is it more effective? Is it more or is it empowering? Right. 
Is that C.S. Lewis too, or is it? Uh, so seriously, I, I don't know. It's a lot of different places. Uh, just studying. Uh, I like I don't, it. I don't, I, it may be word for word from somebody if I am. I did. I, anyway, copyright infringement. <laughs> copyright infringement, probably. <laughs> well, all right. So I got one. I got one more that kind of speaks to all of this. Uh, Jimmy Scroggins. You know, since we're giving, you know, we're, we're name dropping. Uh, yeah, yeah. Jimmy Scroggins. Who's going to be on the this. podcast in February? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Lord willing. Um, well, that's, we, boy, that was a that was a step out. <laughs> that, that was. Uh, well, we so, know he listens. Oh yeah, right. yeah. I'm so, sure I mean, he does. Absolutely. Hey, we're the guys from the Bottom Shelf Leadership Podcast. Hey, just kind of, yeah. I'll, I'll Jimmy, you know us. guys that as we speak are talking over each other, right? Um, <laughs> uh, rule number one. Uh, so he said, uh, you know, and this this applies to anybody in any level of leadership or not, or just aspiring leaders. Um, he called a church pastor that was uh, near him and asked him about a question. It was specifically about volunteers and not having enough volunteers. La da 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 da. We all know what that's like. But he, the pastor responded with, "That tick grows with a dog." Hmm. And you just think about that. Like when as we progress in leadership, there's always going to be ticks. Like there's always going to be things that that catch us that that we get hung up on a tick grows with the dog and so recognizing the grass isn't always greener uh recognizing that the key to contentment is trusting god with wherever we're at uh but but that tick grows with the dog so maybe maybe you start aspiring to this higher level need to think about the, the size tick that comes with that dog that's right so. yeah that's good uh, well, man, as you can tell, like my money, my problems, Stanley. You know, <laughs> you know that. <laughs> I'm uh, true to form, Andy John, and, and sorry, Heath with the office. office quote. Yeah, sorry, uh, it, it just bleeds out. Um, so we are, uh, man. We have enjoyed this podcast, and and what what reason we just shared all of that is um is 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 two things. One, to let you guys that are listening know that we're still trying to learn as leaders too. Um, we didn't start this podcast because we know everything. We actually started this podcast so that we can learn and grow in our own leadership. Uh, this is more, this is more probably helping, trying to help ourselves. Well, I'm admitting to a selfish drive behind this podcast. Oh no, yeah, Beneficial. but I think I mean that, this is the reason we wanted to start it was for us um, and also for our people here at, at all three campuses, Lindsay Lane and anybody else that may listen to it. Um, but man, we we have we have learned a lot from the the leaders that we've brought in and. Uh, from other leaders that we sit under. And so, uh, as we always end our podcast, we do, I believe, have some yes, quick hitter, <clears throat> I mean, uh, rapid-fire questions. Rapid-fire. Uh, so, Andy, John, hit us with them. This is either-or today. Okay. All right. Or. Uh, or one or the other. I don't know. what. I don't know. We'll just go for it. All right, here we go. TV series or movie? Series. Me too. TV series for sure. Yeah, probably so. Which TV one of y'all series. own right now, if you'd like to share? I really am not on one, honestly. Even though you like them more than movies, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're I, doing like we always do the cop shows. I mean, we do uh, uh, Blue Bloods and uh, like you know some of those the FBI shows. Somebody's getting arrested or you know something like that. I'm not currently anything fresh, but I am. I am on the very last episode of I don't know how many times through of watching The Office. Um, What's that? I've never heard of that. Uh, it was a TV show back uh, when uh, when you were in college. <laughs> um, it, uh, but uh, so I, I, I'm going through that again. Just um, it just kind of plays in the background of our lives at the hey, house. Well, it does, doesn't it? And uh, it's it's on it's on a phone or on a TV uh, almost all 
uh, at least you know a few days a week. Um, so that's that's where I'm. At. I'm not watching anything new. I'm op- I'm open for suggestions. Though. I, I I the last one I, I really binged was probably the Musketeers. It was uh, Amazon Prime. I think okay. there's a whole bunch of them. There's three Musketeers, the Musketeer, but I think it's called the Musketeers. Um, and it's 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 really good and clean. That's that's the yeah, it's hard. That's to, the other trick. Yeah. It's hard to. This is not. <laughs> This is not an either or. I don't even know why I wrote this down like this because I have either or questions and then I've got this one: pizza <laughs> topping. <laughs> Just pizza. one. Like what? What? What goes on your pizza? Oh, okay. If you choose it. So I have two. Can I give two? You can. Okay. So we're either a uh, sausage, bell pepper, and onion. Yep. Or we're a chicken, bacon, ranch family. Oh, okay. Or me and Kelly are anyway. Yeah. Our kids are super picky, man. We have to buy three different pizzas whenever we buy pizzas. We're we're that kind of parents. I love to sneak a jalapeno on there. So, uh, yes, yeah, sir. Uh, okay. But but my I, I would do I would do supreme every time I ordered pizza. But my wife hates it, so we usually compromise. But you, know, you compromise same. with pepperoni. <laughs> yeah, usually something like <laughs> yeah. that. I'm just pepperoni or sausage. Yeah, I'm out on meat lovers in general. Like that's, me too. That's probably my least favorite. Pizza. I think ham on ham on a pizza just doesn't make sense at all. That's just See, Canadian bacon. Nah. You get a Canadian bacon and jalapeno. So that pine, may be my pine, pineapples out for y'all. Maybe some mushroom. Uh, I can deal with it. I, I can eat a lot of things on my pizza, but I just rather have Absolutely. like just sausage pepperoni. Absolutely not pepperoni. Uh, what's the uh, what's the little bit, uh, Yuck. What's the chain over here uh, next to Buffalo Wild Wings? Marcos. Uh, Marcos. Marcos has got. That's the first Hawaiian or first I've had in a long time. Their little Hawaiian's not bad. Yeah. Hmm. You can give me a bowl of uncooked pineapple to eat after I finish my pizza. That's, that's money. We, we've had this discussion as a staff lately, though. Little Caesars. We're at Little Caesars. Uh, I'm at. I'm there all the time, but only up. because it's the cheapest pizza that there <laughs> yeah. is. I'm pro Little Caesars, man. Oh, yeah, it, it's dude. it's pretty good. Got the nacho yeah, cheese. Yeah. Okay, we talked about that a lot a long time. Uh, here's more food. So much for Ta- quick yeah. Tacos or wings? Wings. 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 Uh, yeah, twice twice cooked, twice fried. You, uh, how, what about what about smoked smoked or grilled? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Smoked, I guess. Yeah. Um. All right. Podcast or music? Podcast. Music. Yeah, I'm music. I'm kind of podcast now. Sports radio. That's that's really bad to admit, but like I, like I sports really talk radio. like sports talk radio. Uh, when you sleep, noise or all quiet? Uh, noise. I prefer quiet, but I'd sleep with. noise. Yeah, our house sounds like a hurricane at night. It's <laughs> loud with noisemakers. Yeah, we're the family that brings the box fan to the hotel. Bingo. Yep, we yep. also do that as well. Well, that was real personal. Okay, um, here's another personal question. <laughs> you say boxers or briefs, <laughs> I'm out. No, 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 that's where the, the podcast ends. Uh, bar of soap or shower gel? I have just recently come into this, like, the bougie – um, soap like the organic soap. It, that's here in Athens. Great, have you been to this place? Man, it is great. Been to one in no, Athens? Sinking Plus Creek. Seven. Sinking oh, Creek. Sinking Creek. Yeah, yeah the, the goat goat farms or whatever. Yeah, they yeah. have a, they they have a bar and man, it's fantastic. Smells great. Yeah, it's wonderful. Yeah, bar soap like Irish Spring. Just oh yeah, that's my preference. So I was I was shower gel guy um, back this year. Uh, switched to bar of soap and I'm just out right now. So I'm back on whatever shower gel I had left. Hoping I get some for Christmas. Uh huh. I will say this won't air till after Christmas. Yeah. So I will say we'll not. see. We'll check back in. You get north of like six and eight dollars on the, some of that bar soap. 
it, it gets pretty ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Pretty I'm, high. With, with Sinking like Creek's shower, got some good prices. It does. With shower stuff, I, for me, that's like gasoline. You just get it as cheap as you can. Because shower stuff, for me, I'm like, it's got to all be the same, right? It's got to all be <laughs> the same. Have you seen the commercials, man? Sasquatch commercials? Yeah, but I mean, Sasquatch like. Sasquatch or whatever. If it, <laughs> shampoo, to me, is that's soap. That's, that is shower gel. I, I don't think there's a conditioner, maybe a little bit of texture difference, but I think it's the same thing. I just don't buy into the fact there's all these different kinds of soaps and body washes and all. I just think it's all the same thing. That's just my – I don't, I don't have anything thing, to base that on. Different. Well, I mean <laughs> – Just my opinion. What was your undergrad in, by the way? Was it science? It was definitely it was not chemistry. science. What's your, no, what's your views on COVID while we're at it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll tackle that. Uh, yeah, I have nothing to base it on, even though I just feel like it's – it's fragrant soap yeah, liquid. Yeah. Man, I, do, you, do y'all use conditioner? <laughs> I use it like soap. <laughs> <laughs> he washes his body with it. I'm just saying, like, what's a, the difference? I feel like a greased up pig, man. It's I don't go ter- first to conditioner. I, I just think like if I don't have soap or shampoo, I'm just like, conditioner's basically this. <laughs> no, it is not at all. <laughs> I think we should take conditioner out of your equation. I don't know if it's the same. I go to it last, but I, I feel like it's like the, the backup. So there's a reason why it doesn't lather, you know, when you put it in your hair. There's yeah, a reason. That is true. <laughs> so Andy Johnson will grow dirty hair. That's what we're yeah. supposed to walk away. Well, nothing, 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 is, nothing affects is. my hair anyway, really. So. Full hey, body, he's, he's like a lot of money, though. Yeah. And he don't have to buy all three. He just buys whatever's on sale. Yeah. That's right. You don't have all the half, like, all the half <laughs> yes. bottles of conditioner in your home. He just finished one of the Andy time. John just fin- finishes them all. That's it. I've got you two or three bottles you can have at the house. That's, that's what I'm saying. It's cheaper that way. That's probably the whole deal. <laughs> oh, all right, guys. Well, hey, we really are enjoying uh, doing this podcast. We hope you guys enjoy learning along with us. Uh, again, 2023, uh, we're going to keep this rolling as long as we can, as long as the Lord allows us to, and as long as time allows us to. Um, and so uh, we're going to have, hopefully, uh, have some awesome guests for you in 2023. But until next time, keep leading. Thanks for listening to the Bottom Shelf Leadership Podcast, a ministry of Lindsay Lane Baptist Church. For more information on our church and all three of our locations, you can check us out at lindsaylane.org.